Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, September 21st, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got the latest on where things stand on government funding and the Fed. Number two, election reform support is growing. And number three, drama with House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. All right, Jake, let's get into it. All eyes are on what is happening in the Senate and government funding. We are quickly coming to a a time frame where the Senate is going to need to move. There are just five legislative days until the government hits that September 30th deadline. You know, I guess the Senate always needs a little drama before it can actually act. Uh, Yeah, Uh, (laughs) as we noted, as we noted yesterday, um, as we noted yesterday, Monday and Tuesday are Rosh Hashanah, which means the House is out. I think the Senate comes back in on Tuesday. Um, I mean, listen, Anna, I, today we're going to hear from Joe Manchin on what his permitting reform bill looks like. Uh, we're going to see the text, allegedly. I thought we were going to see the text six days ago. Um, but hope springs eternal in uh, in West Virginia, I guess. Um, so... Everything we said this before, everything rides in this permitting reform, which seems to be dropping out of this bill. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the end game looks like. Republicans are continuing to push for as clean of a CR as humanly possible. Um, so here we are. Um, and it's so funny as Joe, Joe Manchin always, always in the middle of it. If there's one thing that has been true of this uh, Congress, right? That's right. I mean, everybody, everybody's always waiting on Manchin. Uh, um, and I have a feeling that Joe Manchin likes that sometimes. Uh, so listen, this has to get resolved. There are only a couple, as we note in the top this morning, there are only a um, a few days, nine days uh, uh, until the government runs out of money and five legislative days until the government hits that deadline. So uh, cool. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't know how to I don't know how to uh, this is going to be a, like a three month long CR, even less two and a half months, likely extending till December 16th, which is my birthday, as I've noted before. Um, and uh, uh, I, I and I don't know what to say anymore. I mean, one day it might be after you and I are both long gone. Congress is going to um get things done before deadlines. I'm not hopeful that it's now, but anyway, that is where we are. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's kind of a classic, the Senate being the Senate. So we're going to be obviously covering every twist and turn, but I still, we still, as we write this morning, there's not going to be a government shutdown. So this is a lot of drama. There's a lot of effort here. Um, doesn't seem like there's a pathway for permitting reform. Republicans have been really stuck in here in terms of the fact that, you you know, you said they want a really clean CR. They also felt like they weren't kind of brought along in the process. Uh, when you have the two different uh, home state senators from West Virginia putting together different packages on permitting reform, hard to see things coming together in this short of time, but we will be covering it. Also wanted to just take a quick moment, Jake, to talk about um, the Fed and the and, uh, you know expected to announce an interest rate increase today at 2 p.m. Um, this is going to be 
very important for Democrats, right? Uh, how does Jay Powell, uh, the Federal Reserve Chair, discuss the state of the U.S. economy following this announcement? What does that mean for them in terms of going into the home stretch of the midterms uh, for people that are looking to buy houses, just the economy in general? It's going to be a big deal. Oh, for sure. It's going to be a huge deal. Uh, the Fed is expected to raise interest rates 75 basis points, which will, uh, again, is an attempt to uh, combat inflation and could be the last hike. We don't have any idea. But I mean, listen, mortgage rates are as high as they've been in a, a, since 2008. And I think that there is a there's a lot of mixed emotions about this on Capitol Hill where people feel that it's necessary for the government, for the Federal Reserve, rather, to raise interest rates, but at the same time are, are, are spooked because, you know, it could cause a recession. But um, it is people grit their teeth and bear it, Anna. I mean, that's that's what the, that's how they handle the 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 uh, these rate hikes. So um, uh, we kind of know what's going to happen. It'll be interesting to see the um, the reaction on Capitol Hill where people are definitely going to have feelings about this. <laughs> There's a lot of feelings on Capitol Hill, that's for sure. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning. Uh, we've got some news here. Support growing for the Senate's election reform bill. Uh, that group is going to announce today uh, that they have secured the support of Senators Alex Padilla, Democrat from California, John Hickenlooper, Democrat from Colorado, and Michael Bennett, the Democrat from Colorado. Uh, that's a pretty big trifecta to be picking up as they are continuing this effort to try to uh, push forward on an electoral reform bill in the in the lame duck. Yeah, so the reality is this. There's two bills, as we noted yesterday. There's the Cheney-Lofgren bill, Liz Cheney and Zoe Lofgren in the House. Then there's this bill that the, the Republicans and Democrats have been working on for a very long time in the Senate. Now, uh, the Cheney-Lofgren bill is new. It's going to get a vote this week, but it's not going to get much Republican support. It might get you Adam Kinzinger, but I don't think it's going to get you much else than that. The, the bill in the Senate has, is widely bipartisan. Everybody from Lindsey Graham to Alex Padilla, that's a pretty wide uh, uh, well of support. And listen, Anna, all of this right now is aimed at proving or at making the case that the Senate bill has greater support. That's the whole game right now is trying to make the Senate bill seem inevitable and make that the kind of basis for negotiations in the in the eventual melding of these two pieces of legislation. Period. That's the only that's the only game in town. Um, so where do we go from here? I assume that the Senate will continue to make the case that this bill is is the only game in town because also people don't want to give uh, Republicans are not going to want to give Cheney a win. Uh, that's just the reality, whether you like Cheney or not. And um, how do we, how do they, you know, how do they get toward a final product? We don't know the answer to that. It's going to be in the lame duck session of Congress. It's almost certain at this point, as we sit here on September 21st. And um, quite frankly, the, the, the Senate is making the case that it's them that there's the house doesn't matter at this point and it's going to be them. So uh, we listed all we, we linked to all 18 co-sponsors this morning. Um, again, everybody from Lindsey Graham, Rob Portman, Alex Badia, you know, a whole wide range of people. And uh, that's again, the, this is the political games of trying to prove uh, uh, prominence and dominance, I would say, in this nego these negotiations. 
And always a fight between which chamber goes first and which chamber's legislation uh, is the preferred method of taking on an issue uh, as important as this. So uh, going to be something to watch in the coming days and weeks as the pressure is now amped up in the Senate after the House decided to move forward with their own bill. Uh, Let's move on to some more uh, drama in the House. The number three story of the morning, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy no stranger to pressure from the right, uh, is now feeling uh, quite a bit himself, Jake, uh, when it comes to the right flank of the House Republican Conference, trying to exact uh, some changes in the rules uh, and put pressure on McCarthy even before he has uh, put his official bid in for speaker. That is right. Uh, So this is a topic that you and I are well acquainted with, having written a book, at least in part, (laughs) about this uh, uh, many moons ago. So let's just talk for a minute about this. Kevin McCarthy tried, as we all know, to run for speaker in 2015 for various reasons, a variety of reasons, Uh, was not able to, to close that up back in 2015. It went to Paul Ryan instead. So uh, in the intervening years, McCarthy has had a lot of time to think about this kind of stuff, um, about pressure from the right, the pressure he felt back in 2015. And he he and his team have vowed that they'll listen to the right, but they're not going to make unreasonable demand, uh, unreasonable concessions to the right's demands to win the vote to become speaker. Now, what the right is doing is they are saying that they want to vote on the House Republican rules package before they vote on leadership. They usually vote on leadership first, which would make sense, and then they do the rules package afterwards. Now, a few thoughts here. They want to change the motion to vacate, which is the the motion by which the speaker is removed, that right now only a party leader could do it. Um, uh, they want to change that back. That's actually in, in the House rules, not in the conference rules. They want to make it, put it in writing that they could only... Put, bring a bill to the floor if it has support of the majority of the majority. Now, a few thoughts here. There's other rules too, but those are the two ones I think we should talk about. Number one, the right always tries to delay when it comes to these uh, uh, leadership elections. It's not Quick. even just the right, though. I mean, it's usually the people that are out of power trying Correct. to delay, the people right? Who are, the people who are not going to win. The longer yeah. it happens. <laughs> That's right. The people who are not going to win. Um, <laughs> uh, and McCarthy is obviously a quick election benefits McCarthy. They are just trying to figure... I mean, I'm not saying that they don't believe in these things. Uh, what I am saying, though, is that um, this is not unusual behavior for... I, we would have expected this. Let's put it that way. Number two, there they are. These are contradict. These are there's a lot of contradictions in what they're asking for. They're asking for the majority of the majority to be cemented into the house, the the conference rules. Yet they want the motion to vacate, which would in essence allow twenty Republicans or so to band with all Democrats to remove the speaker. That is not the majority of the majority. Um, So uh, a lot of kind of uh, uh, contradictions here. Now, McCarthy's going to have to deal with this in some way, shape, or form. His point was in in the closed meeting yesterday where this was brought up was like let's win the majority first and then deal with this which i think is a reasonable thing to say right like let's well, not cer- talk yeah certainly from his perspective yeah <laughs> like, and i mean you know we haven't even gotten there guys right yeah, it's 48 days until the election like let's you know let's chill out and win and then we'll talk about it um 
So that is kind of where that's kind of where this stands. But listen, McCarthy's going to have to deal with this, and there's no doubt about that, and it's going to be a challenge. But he doesn't know his majority at this point, right? I mean, he doesn't know how many people he's going to have. He doesn't know what ability he has to maneuver. So you know, that's just the that's just the the plain reality at this point. Um, and yeah, I just want to say, in some ways, I think you know you could see the Freedom Caucus having potentially more leverage if it's not if it's not a if it's a really good night for McCarthy, he's not going to need them as much um so you know you can see why they want to do that i was talking to somebody yesterday about this though um or earlier this week and it was a lot who's spent a lot of time in house republican politics and a lot of time thinking about this and in different leadership circles saying that you know changes to the 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 conference rules versus the actual you know house rules you might see some differentiation there and that might be a way to give some of the freedom caucus a win or feel like they they've gotten that but the, you know if you're just talking about what governs the conference versus what actually are the rules of the house there could be some um, ability for McCarthy to strike a deal there there's also a way for him to put some of this stuff into squishy language like he will and I I, I haven't talked to anybody about this but um, he could say something like, you know, he could put in the house in the in the in the Republican rules like we will we will put bills that are the that have the support of the majority of the majority where it's practicable. Meaning, like sometimes passing things without the majority of the majority is a good thing, right? Like if you need to fund the government and it, you don't want to shut down, Republicans are going to be blamed for a shutdown if they're in the majority. Like. It's good to have to be able to pass a bill with a lot of Democrats and some Republicans, you know. Uh, uh, so anyway, that's that's kind of what that's what I uh, I think that's just a, a a good a good thing to think about for a lot of people. All right. Uh, just a reminder, we are headed to the Lone Star State for the Texas Tribune Festival this weekend in this morning's newsletter. Uh, we lay out all of the different really interesting conversations we will be having on Saturday at Open Congress uh, with policymakers, um, including uh, Representative Adam Schiff. He's going to kick off our morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Time, Jake. Going to be a really interesting conversation the two of us are having with him. Uh, we've got programming all throughout the day, so if you are in Austin, uh, we'd love to see you there. We're going to be doing breakfast burritos, snow cones, different raffles. Uh, we got a lot of activities planned there, so uh, hope to see you. And with that, thank you so much for listening. Leave us a rating and review. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. You can also subscribe to our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.